0: Costa. Father Dave, welcome
1: back to Lucas and Wild Honey. We're glad you're here. Everybody no, I'm listening. glad. It's been a while.
0: I'm glad you were able to take like a, you know, three-week vacation. Four-week vacation? So you want to
1: start right away, Dave, <laughs> huh? The last we were talking to people, we were, we were doing a, a, a Christmas episode, reading that beautiful um, thing from Richard Rollheiser.
0: What yeah, oh, there? that was... I, I thought it was beautiful,
1: and we told people we'd be back next week with a podcast from Alaska. Do you remember that, Father Dave? Yeah, well, kind of. Yeah, I bought you a special microphone to bring there. You could put up to your phone. We were Shut up, on the that. jerk! <laughs> <laughs> and who didn't go to Alaska, Father <clears throat> Dave?
0: <clears throat> Miss Madalena.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and I will say, because I do blame you for a lot of things, whether or not you blame whether or not. True. Uh, this was not your fault. They they, they wouldn't let the plane go.
0: Well, yeah, they wouldn't let the plane go, and I had actually tested positive, so I was down for the count the day after Christmas for about 10 days. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So I was kind of glad that the trip was canceled, <laughs> so, then, so then nobody could blame me. So
1: that's why we didn't come through for everybody who, who listened. So we, um, we also told you we were going to do a Spider-Man podcast. Um, I think we told them that, it did, did, was this just in our heads? Oh, yeah. This is one yeah, of those we conversations we had just with us? I thought we did. Did we just mention this to the kids? I don't remember. Oh, Costa. Well, if you're listening now, you're in the Spider-Man podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and we're here with, with two guests tonight to, to help us talk about it. Rock so, stars. Absolutely. People know far more about this than, than we do. So the, um, one of the people is actually the, my son, Ricky, who is the editor of this podcast. Hello. And, and you guys who listen think it's, it's tough to listen. I don't blame you. He has to listen to it multiple times. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> take out the ums, take out the, the pauses, take out. Hey, Ricky, can you go back to two oh eight and uh, slash <laughs> out this whole part? And it, yeah, so uh, yeah. he's going right to heaven, skipping purgatory. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. He 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 hears more of these homilies than he probably cares to. Like actually, do.
2: yeah. No, it's it's it, it's it's fun. It's fun. <laughs> So thank you for being here. Thank you. No, no problem. No problem. So that's a good thing about editing. I can screw up as much as I want. And you I can, can edit it yourself stop. out right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we also have
1: with us a person who needs to be on for this podcast when it comes to superheroes, <laughs> when it comes to Marvel, is the the Osses and Youth Minister Nolan Reynolds. So thank you for being here and, and coming tonight. I'm excited,
3: I'm a big fan, and it's interesting to be asked onto a podcast because of my knowledge of Marvel and not my knowledge <laughs> of fate <laughs> as the diocesan director.
0: <laughs> yeah, we don't really worry about that right now. <laughs> so you want me to talk about Jesus?
3: Yeah, but more so Spider-Man. <laughs> I can do that.
0: That, that pretty much is, is what we're asking. You're pretty much the reason why it took so long is because uh, to get this episode up and running and, and to get up and running again is that... Well, last week you got sick. I got sick. Right? Yeah. You got we sick. We were supposed to record last week. We were supposed to record last week. The week before that, I had to take care of uh, stuff. I had I had uh, some uh, personal cold. business to personal attend bit, to. Yeah. Yes. And then the rest of it, we'll just blame on you for just being lazy.
1: My dining room table has been sitting with microphones on it for over two weeks, <laughs> <laughs> collecting dust.
0: Yeah, but the tablecloth
1: looks nice. Oh, it does. Yeah. 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 It's I, a really nice setup, though. <laughs> 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 So this started when, since September, really since August, you've been talking, you for the day of talking to students about Spider-Man, you can't wait for Spider-Man, blah, 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 Spider-Man. You spoke (laughs) about Spider-Man more than you talked about Jesus.
0: Yes, and I I actually, and I've said this publicly, so I'd have no problem saying this here. I was more excited this December for the Spider-Man movie to come out (laughs) than for Christmas this year. (laughs) I said that publicly, man. I'm not, not
3: going to lie. When I, when I took my boys to see No Way Home a, a week before Christmas, it did feel like
0: <laughs> I felt like it was all downhill after <laughs> December 17th. Well, especially at this point in our lives.
1: I don't get any presents. That was our gift. So I was listening to this all fall, and, and I'm not. I'm not the Marvel person that everybody else around the table is. So I'm going to take a back seat in a lot of this. But I was kind of like maybe ridiculing you to your face. Like, you know, come on.
0: Oh, no. Yes, you were definitely in front of the kids to try to win them over. That's true, and it's that true. was
1: silly of me. But then, when I saw it, the credits weren't even over, and I was with Ricky and, and two of the sons, and I'm like, I'm like texting, you, saying, "This was amazing." Yes, <laughs> I was I,
0: converted. You were I converted. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. There's redemption for you. And we, and
1: we we definitely had to do a podcast about it. And so we're here, and thank God we're here now because I, I think like next week the, the sequel is going to be out. It's <laughs> so long. <ahead. laughs> but the, the goal is really to talk about the movie just have fun with it talk a little bit about it. if you haven't seen it yet honestly just be real folks if you haven't seen it you're probably not going to see it so there will be some spoilers <laughs> in here so either, you can turn it off and you might want to turn it off because it's just not going to be a good podcast anyway but you can you feel free to, to listen and then and maybe talk about some of the just the general themes of it things that we saw maybe digging a little bit deeper into it and then maybe some of the Catholic themes we saw I don't think in any way we're pretending this is a Catholic movie or they had any you intention of doing this i think there's a grace to be able to see um grace in life you know so if we could point out a few of those things yeah. it'll be fun and we will just you know laugh a little bit along the way
0: just oh yeah sort of i mean i gotta i'll be very honest my favorite part of that movie is when green goblin just pretty much like you know pile drives spider-man through like seven <laughs> stories of concrete oh my god it's the little things it's the little things that i was seems- like yes we have a villain
2: that scene was so good because, like, Peter's on top of him, like, punching him again and again and again, <laughs> yeah. and he lets up, and Goblin just starts shrieking laughing, and then he just yeah. throws him down. Like, I was sitting there, I think 25-year-old adult me was more scared of Willem Dafoe's Green Goblin than <laughs> six-year-old me was watching the original back in the day.
0: <laughs>
3: it really, it was him in all his glory right
0: there. Oh, it was excellent. What, what was your favorite part?
2: Uh, um, actually, I would say this was not my most anticipated part. Like, I, I like, there was strong rumors of, like, the other spider man coming in, Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield. I, I grew up with Tom Maguire and, like, as a Spider-Man. And, like, I wasn't even really looking forward to that as much, but that was, everything with them was my favorite part of the movie, the three <laughs> Spider-Men. Like, that was, that, the chemistry was amazing. The chemistry was just Phenomenal! Like They were hilarious together, but it was also very compelling. The therapy scene
1: was laugh out loud funny. Yeah. Oh,
2: yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I'll be honest, I was not a fan of Andrew Garfield. Spider- Amazing actor, but I was not a fan of either of his movies. Uh, I, I, I didn't care for his Spider-Man, although I think that was probably more the way he was written. I, I, I thought they wrote him as like kind of a jerk. I loved him in this. He was mm-hmm. He was better in just this third act than I thought either of his garbage films. <laughs> but yeah, um, He stole the show, for sure. Yeah, he was great in this. I love his Spider-Man now. Nolan, did you have a favorite part like, that you recall fondly? You know, ah,
3: uh, ah. Uh. I can't th- think of, like, a specific part that I would call my favorite. But I, I, I will say this, is that, and, and this is not a hot take because it's been a month since, yeah. you know, over a month since I saw it. And I kept waiting. You know, most of the time I, I'll see a movie and, you know, I, I'm very overcome with, like, this is great. This is the best Marvel movie ever <laughs> But I have to say for this one to this day, I still look back on it and I say, like, there, I've never been more satisfied by, yeah. a, by a movie than I was really anticipating before. Yeah. And I think what I really liked about it, not so much like that there was a favorite part, um, certainly I could go back and and think about that. But what I love about this is that it wrapped up a trilogy. It paid tribute to the other movies, the other franchises, Spider-Man franchises, and set them up for An infinite number of possibilities in the future. Mm. All in one movie. And not like one of those things, one of those elements detracted I think from the movie right. it was just it was a well-told <clears throat> story I mean Rich you just said that you you know had not seen a lot of the movies and this was not like you weren't as invested in the in the franchise as us and you, you enjoyed
1: it oh absolutely and it, <clears throat> it did well in explaining the things that I missed yeah you know I was I didn't feel lost in it
3: and yet for me which I've I've come to really appreciate about Marvel movies like it just was like it, it as somebody who's seen every Marvel movie and seen yeah. it multiple times and it was <laughs> who's been a comic book nerd since you know i I could read it makes you it rewards you for being a longtime fan
2: oh absolutely yeah
3: it, it like the little things that they do that um you know just just like him ended like the end of the movie him being in like the classic suit yeah like that like little like attention to detail like it's just and it's it's just awesome It's yeah.
2: just awesome yeah i couldn't believe how many references there were to like the maguire trilogy and the garfield like i, I wasn't sure how much they had to you know, touch on that stuff and like they, they, they were so many references these films like from when i was a kid like it was, yeah. it was it was it was like nostalgic but like in a very good way like i absolutely like i'm so sick of all the hollywood nostalgia and like all that <laughs> like i hate The Force Awakens and all that stuff. I can't stand Ready Player One and all that. But I thought this film used nostalgia in such a great way that it didn't detract from the story or the character at all and anything enhanced it.
3: And as you said it elevated the other franchises. Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. It
3: gave them an ending. I think to answer your question, can I can I share kind of a funny story? Of course, of course. So, if I had to pick like a favorite moment, it was probably just you know the the final appearance of of the Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield and those. Mm. You know, I, I was 99% sure they were going to show up at some point, but mm. you know, that actually seeing them on screen was amazing. <laughs> But <laughs> I took my two boys, and I forced them to go to the bathroom before the movie. I did, <laughs> I did not want that, and they were both complaining they did not have to go. And I said, "You guys, you got to go in." Well, what did you know? I was the one that through the movie, or two thirds of the movie, I had to pee like a racehorse, and so. I'm like, guys, i got to go. I'll I'll, I'll be right back. Uh, You you guys will be okay. I'm just going to run out, use the bathroom, and come right back. So I did that. I went as quick as I could, ran back in, and as I'm walking up the stairs... My oldest son yells out and he's nine years old. He was eight, eight at the time, but almost nine. He yells at Dad, the old Spider Man's are back Thankfully, <laughs> yeah, people laughed. Right, right, right. It was like I didn't we couldn't even make it to see, but he was so excited. And I, I, I say that because it did. It echoed my excitement about like seeing them. Like a rumor that you you thought at one point yeah. like that can't possibly be true. They're not really gonna go there like they did it. Right. It's cool.
1: That's so cool because I think you were talking about that too a little bit, Rick, that there was this anticipation they were going to be there. So it wasn't a total surprise, but for people like yourselves that are invested in it, it seemed to really at home. Like they they did something that you thought they were going to do, but they did it better than you thought they could possibly ever do it. Yeah, yeah sure. they, they certainly delivered
2: on that. They kept it a secret from all the advertising, but everyone went in like 99% sure. But like, I thought they were just going to show up during the final battle. But no, no, they, they, they have a good pop role, that. They, like,
0: they really do. They, yeah.
2: It really pays off their films very well.
3: And, you know, so one thing about comic book movies that, you know, we learned very quickly when they started to really get po- get popular was that it, it's never going to be exactly like the comic. It's right. always going to be like a different variation. Oh, yeah. But Marvel has always had a, found ways that even where they departed from the comics, they paid respect to whatever they left out. Or, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I could cite different examples and bore the heck out of people. But the, with this, bringing in those three different versions, who are all not like the perfect Spider-Man, mm-hmm. together they kind of all make the perfect Spider-Man. Right. Right. Like there's things, there's elements about each one, and seeing them interact and work together, you got everything. You got like their, the the big villains, rogues gallery be, between mm-hmm. the three of them, and mm-hmm. you've got the different personalities that that Peter has in the comics
1: over the years. So, just really cool stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. One of the themes, Dave, that you and I were talking about was what I thought was a unique perspective. Of Spider-Man trying to, in a, in a sense, I think you call it restorative justice, to bring the villains back, mm. you know, to to yeah. give them um, redemption. Yeah, and I I'm, I was racking my brain, and you guys would know better than I would certainly on this. Are there other movies like that where they try to take mm. the bad guys and and make them better? Because the movies, the, the, the little really. I have is they just tend to kill them. I think
3: you're right, yeah. and I, I think, you know. Uh, that was that was almost jarring for me mm-hmm. and, and it was in a good way because you're right like even heroes that don't kill right like we know batman has a code that he doesn't kill yeah but his movies are dark and and yeah. usually mm-hmm. the bad guy they end up dying you know yeah. even if okay I, I didn't didn't push you off of the, the 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 cliff or i didn't push you off of the skyscraper <laughs> you just happen to fall oh well <laughs>
2: But then um, you get Ben Affleck, who's just a serial <laughs> ki- serial killer. That's true. But, um,
3: <laughs> who was ready to kill Superman, right? Yeah,
2: I, I get your, I get your point. though.
3: <laughs> but I, I do I I like it 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 was jarring in such a good way because mm. we've come to really embrace like the the vigilante. Oh yeah. yeah, the good guy who goes right up to the line of bad guy things, and the, this was a kid who just has a good heart and was like, I don't care if they're a bad guy; I want to turn them good. <laughs> right. Watching yeah. them around there's something really beautiful
2: about that yeah. the whole part in the apartment i didn't see that coming at all and but like yeah it's like really peter is just really being a good person it really just shines through on into into the other characters because he has a whole conflict with strange about like we we need to give these guys a chance And strange is like no our best bet is to send them back to die mm-hmm. but a few days after i we saw the film i was watching a little bit of strange's film and that was back when he first was first getting started. He was a doctor. Then through a the whole thing, he became a wizard. And he had a scene where he he was just f- forced to kill someone for the first time, and he's f- he's freaking out because he's like, I I'm not. You know, they call him Master Strange. Like I am not a mass. I'm a doctor. I swore an oath to help people, sure. and I just killed a man. I'm never doing that again. And then he has a scene with right after that with Mordo, Chiwetel for and having a yelling match, like Mordo's essentially calling him a coward for not having the courage to kill them. And I thought Strange's dialogue in that scene really echoed Peter's dialogue five years later and no way home and these Strange is like what if there's another way and um, what it was like there is no other way and, and Strange is like you lack an imagination so I think in this film Strange kind of I think he's kind of like lost his way a bit which I, you can't blame him after everything like Fanny Warren and everything but like I think by the end of this film, I feel like Peter's just his positivity. I think really reminds Strange of who he was. Like like when he comes back, he he's pissed. When when like he's like um, (laughs) he's like I was dangling over the Grand Canyon for twelve hours, but then like that was
1: actually pretty fun.
2: But then Ned's like, wait, no, 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 stop! Look, he's doing it, and like he sees him cure them, and like he's take he's taken back. I think like seeing Peter help them, I think that really brought him back. To who he was.
1: That, that's an interesting note. It was almost like a, whether intentional or not, a, a foreshadowing. Yeah, you yeah. know my guilty pleasure with movies. I like think I've told you, Father David, is the Fast and Furious movies.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't understand because it's like completely the opposite of your personality. It is. <laughs> you drive a Ford Focus with two hundred thousand miles on it that barely gets to fifty-five miles an hour. Well, like Vin Diesel, he's all about. <laughs> family, family right?
1: <laughs> Well, that, that's the great hypocrisy in my life is because at the end of this at the end of every movie they sit around the table they have and they say grace and, that's and they need, just right?
0: annihilated a whole village they
1: kill people they objectify women throughout the movie to me they say grace at the end everything's fine <laughs> so at the end of the end
3: of the night you know Father Dave and Ricky and I are, are putting our heads on the pillow and we're fantasizing about dressing in spandex and saving the world.
1: And you're thinking about driving fast cars, pretty much. That, that's, exa- that's exactly what it is. But, but even in those movies, there's no attempt... Now, maybe you could think of an exception, and we don't even need to delve into it because it's not about Fast and Furious. But, you know, they're, they're pretty much trying to kill the people that are trying to kill them. Mm-hmm. And I think that That's... was such a unique thing about, about this Spider Man, even mm-hmm. the attempt at a redemption. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 I always like to ask myself what was the redemption that took place in, in a film that made it a, like a positive experience, mm-hmm. or what made it a good experience or a good movie, you know, a good story? For me, When when you come across a movie like this, where there are interwoven the Christian themes of redemption that are behind the scenes, I'm not saying that they intentionally put them in, but I think that like in any good story, you when that is uh, that gives you a story of hope and and, and overcoming evil, it is a Christian message. You can you can you can see those those strands that interlock there that give hope, you know, I can think of some of the other movies, too, that I just absolutely love, like Shawshank Redemption, mm-hmm. the, the, the Christian themes. Like, I think that it, it stands the test of time because there were those Christian themes uh, of hope and redemption mm-hmm. uh, that, that are, that are it's, the, it's, it's the gospel story just written in a different way to appeal to the heart. Yeah, And I think that's what takes place in this film, whether they intentionally meant to do it or not.
3: Mm-hmm. I don't think it's too much of a stretch to say that, you know, Peter in this movie and in others is like, you know, the the epitome of faith like a child. Yeah. I mean, look at the That's hope that point. he gave to Tony Stark. Right. right? I mean, the moment in, in Endgame really pushes Tony to, to question and say, okay, maybe we should revisit this, maybe I should yeah. sacrifice what I have and and I've I've made peace with in order to save others is when he sees the picture of himself and, and Peter mm. in his house yeah. and he's like the kid. <clears throat> he remembers the kid. Like that kid gave me hope. Yeah. That kid was better than me. Mm-hmm. And you know, to to Ricky's point before about Doctor Strange, like looking mm-hmm. at him and saying, like, you know, seeing him, Peter, like, I, I lost this, and that's the way uh, that 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 Spider Man is in the comics. Like, mm-hmm. he's not okay, like, he's he's an Avenger from time to time, officially, but he's not an Avenger. Right? Mm-hmm. The Avengers mm. are, are Iron Man, Captain America, you know, Thor, the big guys, the yeah. big guns. He's a kid, and he's always a kid. Even when he's a, an adult, he's, like, a big kid. Mm-hmm. And, but he brings hope, and he brings levity, and he brings a lightness, and, like, uh, it just, it doesn't always have to be dark and brooding. Mm-hmm. It, it, mm. So, there is so much Christ-like nature in, in, in yeah. Spidey. Yeah, there was a,
0: there was like. There was a couple of things that like really stuck out to me that we had kind of talked about last week about this film that I had drawn from outside of the fact that I thought the storyline was great Mm. and the comedy within it was great as well. And seeing some of my favorite actors on the screen there, but seeing that, uh, and I really do like, Tobey Maguire is my favorite Spider-Man, but being able to see Tom Holland in this film go from a boy Mm. to a man. Mm-hmm. Um, and then having to, for the first time, what you really see in his trilogy is him having to ha- make a serious decision to sacrifice. Like that one of the really essentially what, what Spider-Man has to do is sacrifice. And then like you see it for the first time, like truly with Tom Holland's Spider-Man. I, I, I feel in this movie, because he has to sacrifice that the, the whole notion of everybody forgetting him. At yeah. the end, in order to restore yeah. a peaceful reality, and just think about that compared to
2: Homecoming, which was the first film in this trilogy, where he was like just trying to be such a big hero. he want people to know about him. He was just trying to be the biggest hero he can be, and now like he's totally okay with no one knowing who he is. Yeah. he's not after any kind of recognition at this point, like he's just which I think it just really shows maturity, yeah
0: yeah,
1: that was the point I think you and I were talking about last week. That reminded me a little of the, the Paschal mystery, you know, that, that idea that, that evil will be overcome, evil will be um, gotten rid of. It just might not be in the way that we think, you know, and, you know, mm-hmm. we and we believe as Christians that, you know, our, our life here on this earth is temporary. We're preparing for the next life to be in bliss and in beauty with God and wholeness with God. And that's, you know, you could say that, but that's a little scary, you know, to, to think mm-hmm. that's, you know, it, to, to be honest, to, to, to move over there. And that that lesson, when they're when they're the only way that the evil will be defeated is the erasure of memory, is very much a reminder for me that that God will be there for us because He always keeps His promises, but it just might not be in the way that we want it to be. Yeah. yeah. You know, and I think that was a point that you really felt bad for Peter. I didn't even feel bad for the other ones as much because they just couldn't remember. (laughs) You know, (laughs) Peter Peter was the one that remembered and and knew that that, that things were different. Yeah. I've just been kind of mulling on that a little bit. Mm -hmm. I mean, very simply put,
3: evil is best fought with good. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's best fought with love. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. I was just so you know doing a project or, or a homework assignment with my son mm-hmm. who was reading about Dr Martin Luther King okay and it was it was about this idea that you know hit Dr King said if somebody hates you love them you know very, <laughs> right, right, sim- right. very simply mm-hmm. but um not in his eloquent words but like the only the the only christian response to somebody's somebody's hatred to somebody's evil ways is to love them and to look seek opportunities to love them and To our other point before, so many of these movies, they end in whoever's stronger is the winner. Mm -hmm. Right. uh, You know, know, even Endgame, yes, I mean, they outsmarted Thanos, but it it ended with a big brawl and battle at the end. Of course. You know, this ended with him converting, in a sense, you know, Mm -hmm. the bad guys. This Mm -hmm. ended with him giving even, even the ones that didn't ultimately accept it. Giving them a less a, a last a, a chance, yeah. Uh, giving mm. them that opportunity to turn to God, and wow, what a great, powerful message for us that, like, you know, we have our enemies, we have our our quote unquote villains, we have our rogues gallery, the, the people that mm-hmm. are after us that want to see us sink, and we could seek revenge, we could fight back, or. We could trust God and and look for opportunities, certainly easier said than done, but look for opportunities to introduce them to Jesus Christ, to introduce them to the, the truth. Yeah,
1: we were talking about this a little in class the other day because last week I spent talking um, about the uh, we we didn't go to Washington this year for the right to life march because of COVID, but we were preparing something. Nolan, I know you're obviously familiar with at at the cathedral, but I spent the week talking about it and talking about not only abortion but trying to read what the kids wanted to to talk about and know about, and so we were going all the life issues, and then the death penalty came up and capital punishment came up, Mm. and you know I I wish I had thought at the time to use this example because the kids would most of the kids would have seen this movie. And you say like, this is a perfect example of why we don't want it. Because there was time for redemption. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was time to, you know, yeah. to come back. Uh, and, and this movie, be not to God necessarily, but uh, to come back and kind of see where we went wrong and kind of come back in the fold. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Yeah.
3: yeah. Especially, you know, with, you know, given Strange's, Dr. Strange's perspective in this, that basically like, you know, just... Let them die, fate. so that it's fate. Yeah. Let them die, so that we can, you know, the rest of the world can move on, and mm-hmm. and so that you know, maybe you know, take it a lecture extra step further. People learn their lesson. You know, there can be there can be like a case. You can understand why someone might think about that. But you know, Peter's was the, was the pure response. Yeah. Know, yeah, to say. Mm-hmm. But there is there there might be another way. There yeah. might be another way where this person comes out on top. Yeah.
1: Have you guys thought at all about, and and this was a conversation that, uh, Ricky, you were having with your brothers in the car on the way home about (laughs) what it was like for for MJ and, and the friends to forget in the practical sense, like how do they live that out? Is now Peter erased from the yearbooks? Is is
2: the, yeah, there's a lot of questions you could ask? You guys about.
1: were asking some good questions, and my mind was like bursting at that point. You know, I couldn't <laughs> even understand all of them. Yeah, but I thought that was an interesting <clears throat> plot thing, and I guess they could probably do a lot with it. Mm. You know, what don't they remember? And then the other part that I was thinking about too is is when you got to think that in the sequel, MJ and and he will get back together because mm. uh, that just you know makes for a good movie but almost does, is there a a part of him that, that she sees into him? Um, mm. Like she sees the truth in him that she's naturally drawn towards. I guess this would be for the second time, mm. <laughs> you know, that she yeah. might remember it. But it's almost like that, that religious experience when someone is coming into the faith, um, there's something, usually another person that they see that they want to be like. I mm. want to be like that person or I want to be as happy as they are. You know. So I was kind of thinking about that too. I wonder where that will go.
2: I mean, at the end, she's still wearing his necklace yep. from the pre- from the previous film, Far From Home. Where does
1: she think she got it from?
2: Yeah, I thought he was going to ask. I thought he was going to make a comment about the necklace. <laughs> and like, That's a good I,
1: point.
0: No, no. We'll just have to wait for the next movie. Yeah.
3: <laughs> it's kind of fun to think about. I, I mean, I think... Uh, there's there's a lot of different ways, and ultimately we'll have to wait and see how it plays out. But to what you are saying, Rich, I think there's a lot of a lot of truth to that. For us as Christians, certainly we believe truth is truth, and up against anything else, you know, God God's truth shines through, and it's powerful and it's attractive more than anything this world can offer. And I guess in some, you know, maybe simple or even banal sense, like m j will will one day see her quote unquote true love and it'll stand out over anything else and mm. it'll be even truer because of of this this gap this this memory loss that that has taken place mm-hmm.
0: whenever yeah. that happens at the end of this trilogy or three or four <laughs> trilogies from now <laughs> The other thing that I love that this is probably where I got emotional <laughs> instead of I, I know, wish
1: I could have gotten to see the movie, oh with my you.
0: gosh. I was like a roller coaster emotionally. <laughs> I almost jumped out of my seat when Tobey Maguire. last case things. of emotion. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't cry when May died, right? But I, oh, I, I almost broke when Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield come with MJ and Ned, and they meet with Tom Holland on the roof, and they talk to him like brothers, oh, and yeah. relate to him, and to kind of like, you know, like. To see how the two of them try to take on this like older brother kind of role of not allowing him to slip into the same resentment and anger and down that dark road. Yeah. That kind of Andrew Garfield kind of alludes They all to. played
3: with it really in their yeah. movies.
0: Uh, and then to see Tobey Maguire kind of stop Tom Holland from pretty much executing the Greek Goblin at the mm-hmm. end there. And that like that exchanged the look like. Like don't do this. Yeah, don't go down this road.
2: That was extra powerful because twenty years ago, that was him being the heck out of Voldemort's Great Goblin, like just yeah. uncontrollably. And yeah. So,
0: like the the power of the Brotherhood and and having gone down a road and and caring so much that like you don't want to see somebody who's younger go through that, like, just being mm-hmm. a good role model and example or, or wanting to attend to that, like, not letting that person just say, well, you know, experience it and go through it, but yeah. rather, like, there is another way here, you know? like And I as, don't as want a you
3: total to aside, can I just say, <laughs> it was really nice that, like, when Toby Maguire was basically, like, catching them up on, like, what he's been up to, <laughs> it, was, it was, like, Everything's fine, actually. Like me and MJ, like yeah. we we have a great. We got back together. We have a great life. Yeah. Like yeah, I've learned to live with the ch- like, you know, most movies, like you know, they just end in like death and sadness. <laughs> yeah, and, like, the, it's not. <clears throat> and it's like no, no. It actually worked out. It worked like, out. It worked. Out, really worked. We out. made worked, it work. <laughs> nice to hear. I don't know, <laughs> but but yeah, you're right. The the mentorship, the brotherhood, mm-hmm. the you know, as as ministers, as yeah. as a priest, as you know, just faithful Christians, you know. As a father as a father you yeah. you look at, at at those that are come after you, and man, all you want to do is is hold their hands and 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 walk them through yeah. and and protect them from from life and the the, the mistakes you made mm-hmm.
0: so mm-hmm.
1: the it was a very quick part of the movie, but I was taken when they Instinctively around the Statue of Liberty at the end, they were fighting by themselves and they were getting the crap beat out of them. <laughs> and they realized they had to form a team to do it. <laughs> and that was something that was just not what they were used to. Right. Um, and that what well, you guys were just talking about that, that's what it was reminding me of. Yeah. You know, it, guys, I
0: don't want to brag, but I was part of the Avengers. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great line. <laughs> were you in a band? <laughs> Dude. How is this helping?
3: <laughs> Although I, I thought it was weird that they didn't bring up the fact that Doctor Strange is mentioned in the original Spider-Man.
2: Oh, yeah. I don't know if you know that.
3: In, oh, really? In, in, in Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man, when, when Spider-Man first comes out, J. Jonah Jameson is saying at the, at the newspaper, we need a name for this guy. And someone says, Doctor Strange. And he yes. goes, it's good, but it's taken. Yes. So there is a Doctor Strange that exists in Tobey Maguire's world.
2: Wow. And you know what's actually funny? After credits, there was a trailer for Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, which mm-hmm. is the second film. That's the film I've been dying for. Like, I've been... So, oh, my God, this film. It's almost like Infinity War, Endgame <laughs> levels from for me. It's funny, that film, you know, who's directing it? Sam Raimi, the director of the original the Twin Wire Spider-Man trilogy. It's true. So, That's right. It's funny, this, this whole film paid tribute to his trilogy and then after credits you get a trailer for his return to marvel which coincidentally follows up this film and now
3: people are expecting everything like in this oh this my God. oh yeah
0: yeah exactly <laughs> we're tom expecting Cruise. all the x-men and <laughs> tom cruise's iron man and oh my God. The no the can... ghostbusters the ninja turtles everybody's coming in sorry <laughs>
1: I want to bring up something that you and I would have noticed, but but Father Dave wouldn't. He probably didn't understand what he was looking at. When they're in the apartment, did you see the jersey that was that was hanging there? Peter's a Mets fan. It was Islanders. Oh, there was an Islander jersey? An Islander jersey.
0: Nobody cares about hockey, Costa.
1: But apparently Spider-Man does. And I just really wanted to point that out publicly just to show how you're wrong.
3: And it makes total sense because now they're very close
1: to Queens. The you know,
3: I always knew Spider Man was a Met fan. That's usually been pretty true in the comics, but
1: Yeah. But he's an Islander fan too. An Islander
3: fan too, man. Yeah. we got we got it made. There's a reason he's my favorite superhero, you know.
1: <laughs> and it kind of just proves there is a god. <laughs> Any any more thoughts to before we kind of wrap up? Anything that you were thinking about saying or another quick note? Daredevil
3: made his appearance yes. back in it, and
1: Daredevil is literally a Catholic superhero.
3: Oh, he's the, yeah, yeah, he's he the, is like, Catholic. you know, he's, he's fallen off from
1: time to time, but who
3: hasn't? There's been yeah. he's been been to confession. And, I love that oh, series God. on Netflix. Oh, it's great. Oh, it's
2: great. You
1: were telling me about that the other day, right? Yeah, yeah.
2: like one of his big challenges is like. Sticking to his Catholic beliefs, like the not killing. That's, yeah, yeah. That comes in the second season when he's with Punisher, who's like a, a fellow vigilante who actually kills people. But then it really comes in season three when he's got this like unstoppable evil in yeah. Fisk, who also came back in three, that same week in Hawkeye. So anyway, it just becomes like such a, that's so much of it a struggle. In season three, what you see is the window of can I stop Fisk without killing him, it, it becomes smaller and smaller. Like mm. He feels like he has no choice. And, I, and of course, I don't want to spoil that resolution for whoever hasn't seen it. But, and um, and the,
3: the treatment of the, the, the church is very, very fair in Daredevil. It's, oh, yes. It's, it's yeah, yeah. very good. Like, the yes. priest is like a oh, good, he's he's well, a I good see, man, he's a good mentor.
0: And... Yeah, see, that, the thing, that's I think that's what I love a lot about the way they portray the church in that it, it, with, with either the nuns mm. or the priest, is that you're not getting like a a soft, light, and fluffy version of a priest who's irrelevant. Right. He goes to him as a mentor, and, and but he you're hits also
3: him. not getting like the church is all evil and corrupt, no, which you get from not at all a and, lot of media.
0: <laughs> and I like it because, like in in those figures that they point out, like they're down to earth, and they hit him right between the eyes the way he needs to be hit between the eyes. Yeah. And then they're compassionate when they need to be compassionate. Mm-hmm. I, I I think it's I think it's great. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. All the old MCU shows, I'm such a big fan of. So, seeing Charlie Cox back in this movie, I lost it. Yes. Yes. I absolutely lost it. And <clears throat> yes, again, Vincent D'Onofrio, the same week, Vincent D'Onofrio back as Kingpin in Hawkeye. It, yeah, no, it was just. And uh, that's
0: why I had a great Christmas season. <laughs> because not only was the Hawkeye series great, Wilson Fisk shows up with Vincent D'Onofrio, Charlie Cox as Daredevil in the Spider Man movie. And for me, that was the greatest Spider Man movie. That, it was that I that we And seen. then
3: the icing on the cake is the uh, the incarnation. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, oh, that's right. I forgot. Jesus oh, that was thing. born.
1: <laughs> the thing we spent all of Advent preparing for. <laughs> Oh, that thing! So, guys, this was a lot of fun, and I think we should we should definitely do it again. We need to do it closer to the time the movie's released. Sure, you know, but we'll get a little <laughs> better at that. You know, we're making this up as we go along. So, what what what's what's coming up that would be interesting to you guys to do? that You're looking
0: forward to? I well, the Multiverse Madness yeah, that's I coming gonna, in May. That's
2: what I was thinking. We could talk about the. F- 15 different Professor X's are going to be in it. <laughs> 10 I mean, 10 just magnitudes. the the
3: idea of a multiverse, like, what does that mean for, like, our, our faith? Like, that's that could be some... Like, <laughs> exactly. stuff right there. Yes! You know, I... <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking, my who brain exploding. I love sci-fi, like, I've wondered about that. Like, you know, what if there is a multiverse, what does that do?
0: Are you having these conversations with your kids, by, like, who we're, like, nine and seven? Oh, yeah, totally. I'm, I feel like Brett is who's, like, bouncing off the walls. If
3: anyone, he'd be, uh, I'm sure. he'd be the one. Is
0: that in between him trying to put you in the sharpshooter?
3: Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. One minute trying to put me in the sharpshooter, the next minute we're breaking down uh, the, the timelessness of, of God. You know? <laughs>
1: Are there really six parts of the Holy Trinity?
0: <laughs> everything's duplicated. We, can, we can have fun with this If you well, thought it was a mystery now, wow.:
1: Well, thank you, um, everybody, Rick, thank you for for coming and uh, yeah. doing this, and also all the editing you've done for the past year. Yeah, God wow. bless you. <laughs> And Nolan, thank you for coming out. We, we definitely no should problem. do it again. It's been a, it's That's been a lot of fun. Oh yeah, yeah. Thanks, yeah. guys. We'll really, find another seriously. movie. And I
3: can talk about other things aside from Marvel movies. So
1: you could, <laughs> yeah, you could. A little bit yeah. about youth and ministry and absolutely. You know, two, we were three years ago today. We were in Panama. That's right. Yeah. I mean, it keeps coming up on Facebook. And I was just talking
3: to some, of, some people from that trip mm-hmm. and reminiscing about how, yep. how, what a crucial timing that was.
1: Yep. So Nolan ran the World Youth Day trip in 2019, which seems like more than three years ago. It does. It was a lifetime ago. But
3: Lisbon, 2023.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. We'll start talking summer. about that. Wow. Wow. We could yeah. do, We could do a live from there. Although I'm not bringing all this equipment How about we to we worry yeah. about
0: next week or next month?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have to get really back on a regular schedule. There, there are people like posting messages on Facebook.
0: Yeah, well, this is, uh, I, we really are blaming this on you. You could blame whatever you want. No, nobody's listening. <laughs> to you, I mean. Two people in Canada. We're two people in Canada, right? <laughs> all right, well, thank
1: you so much and have a good night, everybody. Take care.
0: God bless. bye
1: If you would like to contact Father Dave or me, please follow us on Facebook at Locusts and Wild Honey. We appreciate your comments on all platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Please tell us what you think and share with your friends.